0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B,
1: here's Sean Kelly. How goes the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Hope this finds you well. Greetings uh, from Studio B today as uh, we are rolling through a busy Thursday here on campus with both the Saints and Pelicans practicing today. Both preparing for games. Obviously, a regular season game for the Saints this Sunday against the Chicago Bears, and then the Pelicans launch their preseason schedule this weekend on the road at Houston, then Dallas, and then against Orlando, but to be played at Jacksonville next week. I'm Sean Kelly, producer. Dan is across the table, manning the controls today, and we are available on Twitter if need be at Black Blue Report for the show, and then for me at Sean Kelly Live. And uh, we uh, hope that you're getting a nice, clear, clean feed, however you may be gathering us in today, whether it be on your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, on your mobile device either via iTunes for free or through the New Orleans Saints app. Stay tuned. The Pelicans app is coming your way uh, here in October, and that will get you all geared up, much like the Saints app is done for the Black and Gold fans, game day and non-game day too. Uh, great show for you today. This was a real treat for me as we get to uh, have our normal Thursday visit with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. He'll be stopping by first, and then we'll go a bit national. Ian Eagle is our guest today on the Black and Blue Report. If you're not familiar with Ian, uh, he is uh, one of the uh, voices that you'll hear on CBS's NFL coverage on Sundays. He also is the radio voice for the national broadcast of the Thursday night game. So he has uh, Bills and Browns tonight. And then on the NBA side, which we really don't talk about today, he's the television voice of the Brooklyn Nets up there in New York. So Ian stops by today to not only kick off the NFL weekend for us with talk about that football game this evening, but he'll also uh, hit on a couple of major storylines around the National Football League for this upcoming session. And uh, he has a unique uh, story for us about the game he's doing on television this weekend out west that's been moved due to the Major League Baseball playoffs. So we get a we get a real interesting take. We kind of stumbled on that one, getting ion Eagle on today, but I think you'll want to have a listen to that. On the basketball side, uh, Jason Smith stops by. He'll make another appearance on the Black and Blue Report with an interview today that was conducted by John DeShazer, and then we'll wrap up the show with details about tonight's season debut of the Monty Williams radio show. So we are very, very busy today. I don't want to take up any more time in this first segment. Let's get right to the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, after this quick timeout.
2: Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
3: Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away trombone shorty delivers an incredible remake of the meters classic be my lady with all music played by the original funky meters What's up new orleans this
2: is trombone shorty check out my new it's record say that to see this produced by raphael sadiq and me in
4: stores now this is todd graves founder of raisin canes
5: chicken fingers being the official chicken of the new orleans saints we're more than just fans of the saints we're fans of saints fans So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raising Kane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints.
4: The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort & Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort & Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New
1: Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Good Thursday show for you today. Ian Eagle uh, is with us, and, of course, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, too. And at this time, we welcome in Mr. Henderson, uh, dutifully preparing for Sunday's matchup between the Saints and the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Jim. I hope this Thursday finds you well.
5: It does, Sean. It's great talking to you again.
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, It has been almost 13 years to the day since the Saints One at Soldier Field, and I know there haven't been many meetings over that time. But the simple fact is, it's been a long time since the Saints enjoyed victory at that facility. Is there a rhyme or reason, or is there a particular challenge that you've found over the years as to why maybe teams, especially the Saints, have not tasted it so well in Chicago?
5: Well, I think mostly uh, it's a combination of things. When the Saints have lost their last three games there, two have been in December, and one has been in January. And uh, it's a heavy it's a heavy track. Uh, the Saints, as everybody knows, would prefer to play indoors on turf where they can utilize all their weapons. And uh, that combination with a pretty vocal crowd and uh, a bare defense that always seemed to rise to the occasion has made it a place where Drew Brees has never won either as a Charger or a Saint. Believe me, that'll be on his mind on Sunday.
1: Before we get more into the game itself, you know, you and I and, and basically the entire Saints fan base has been marveling at at Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham and their connection here throughout the first month of this season. Jim, in your, in your three plus decades with the Saints, can you remember um, another quarterback receiver slash tight end combination that has struck folks as, as uniquely as these two have?
5: No, not over this amount of time. And uh, yeah, it, it is such a unique combination. And the Saints have uh, so many weapons they've got. As I called them this week, they've got the tank in Darren Sproles and the tower in and, and Jimmy Graham, and the ability to work the periphery with sprolls in the short passing game. It, he leads all running backs in the NFL in yards after catch, and Jimmy is such a matchup problem, whether he's either lined up at wide receiver or at tight end. So, no, it, it's a unique problem that uh, is wonderful for the Saints to contemplate giving to the opponent every week as the Saints have had uh, Jimmy Graham now connecting uh, with sh- with uh, Drew Brees for touchdowns in five straight games, and I've been reading that only Wes Welker with six has more of a streak going in the NFL than Graham and Brees do.
1: You know, the, the sheer love that these two guys get, and again, I'm, I'm fairly new to this scene. Um, you know, I, I know that Archie was a, f- a fan favorite and Bobby Ebert too, and others, um, but is have we entered now with the Saints, with guys like Breeze and Graham and whatnot, a certain star power that maybe um, we haven't seen with Saints players over the years?
5: I would agree with that. Um, You know, Jimmy's such a great story. Uh, Drew is such a great story. Uh, I always judge it when I host the welcome Saints luncheon for the touchdown club every year and every player on the roster at that point probably around 90 in preseason. Uh, is introduced individually. It's always fun for me to see what kind of ovations they get, and you expect Drew to get the ovation that he gets. But I think Jimmy's this year was almost equal to his. So he's a likable kid. He plays hard. Uh, He's got a great story coming from the background that he did. And um, so I think the star power of those two guys is probably unmatched as as both uh, uh, their ability on the field and how it transcends to their star power off
1: it. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, with us here on the Black and Blue Report this Thursday. Jim, what do you know about Mark Trussman, the the head coach up there in Chicago?
5: Well, I know he spent one year with the Saints in training camp when he was out of work. I think that might have been 2007. And uh, he expressed his indebtedness to uh, the Saints and to Sean and to Mickey Loomis for doing that. He's always had uh, um, a very active offensive mind. Never got a chance to be a head coach until he went to the Canadian Football League. So in the past, you know, the Bears were always um, a defensive team, usually having defensive coaches, uh, most recently in Lovie Smith. And in Trussman, now it's kind of a a changing of the guard, really, for the Bears. They're not quite as awesome as they were defensively. They don't have the Brian Urlacher or any great middle linebacker anymore. Now They've lost their franchise player along the defensive line in Henry Melton. Uh, Lawrence Tillman has been in the league 11 years. And I was really surprised in putting my charts together. I hadn't realized that Julius Peppers has been in the league for twelve years. So uh, it's a defense that's not quite up to the previous standards of the Bears, but an offense that uh, led by Matt Forte and, and Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall uh, is perhaps a little bit better than it's been in recent years.
1: The tradition there in Chicago, as far as the fan base and and the love for their Bears, is is well documented. You know, when I look at Trustman and kind of the start that they've had at 3-1, and I can't help but feel good for those folks who have kind of suffered through some rather poor personalities that have been leading the way in Chicago over the last decade or so.
5: Ken, they got off to that 3-0 and start, and people were pretty fired up. They they, were, they remained tough at home. They beat Cincinnati in the opener 24-21 and then barely got by Minnesota at home 31-30, uh, went to Pittsburgh and, and beat a winless Steeler team 40-23. to but then um, they went to Detroit last week, and although the score was forty to thirty-two, it was not that close. They could have easily been outscored by three touchdowns in that game, except for a lion mistakes uh, in that game. As I watched that game, and you know, Jay Cutler is a funny guy. You watch him, and you talk about body language. And Drew is always talking about that. And you looked at Jay Cutler on the bench, and in that game, it looked like he had just awakened from a nap. I mean, he had very little uh, enthusiasm, very little fire. There was some speculation after that game in the Chicago Papers that he was sick, that perhaps he'd had the flu or something like that, which he denied. But he will go into these funks where uh, he he just relies totally on his arm. He'll make poor decisions. His mechanics break down. Uh, He can be rushed, although not as easily this year as last year. And so you never quite know what you're going to get from a Jay Cutler from week to week.
1: Jim, as you've been putting together your charts for the weekend, I know you always kind of stu- – I don't want to say you stumble on it, but you dig deep enough that it, it surfaces. There's, there's usually a factor, too, or something that jumps out at you that you think that will prominently figure into a football game. Is there anything that's, that's done that here in your prep work for the Saints and Bears this week?
5: Well, I think every time you look at Chicago, it's their ability to force turnovers, especially with guys like, like a Charles Tillman. And uh, the Saints have always had a hard time um, with the Bears – when they have turned the ball over, and looking at the uh, the last uh, three games the Saints have played against them, and all losses, of course, um, I think Catherine Carroll pointed it out uh, today on NOLA that um, the Saints turnovers in those games have been four in 2006, three in 2007, and two in 2008. So um, with the Bears, maybe not quite as good at at, at uh, forcing turnovers as they've been recently, and the Saints, who have taken really good care of the ball, in particular in their last week against the Dolphins, it usually does, does come down to turnovers. And If the Saints can avoid them, I think this is a Saints win, although the odds makers have it either even or perhaps the Saints by a point.
1: Will it be weird for you to see Jermon Bushrod in a different uniform on Sunday?
5: You know, it will. I always liked him uh I thought he was a really good guy in the locker room he was always very accessible to us and of course that makes a big difference to us guys will talk to you after particularly a tough defeat and uh when we had him on the conference call yesterday I asked him did the Saints try to keep him and did they know that they couldn't afford him and he was pretty downcast it sounded like uh, in his mind the Saints had made up their minds before he was becoming an unrestricted free agent that he was not going to be in their plans any longer and you know, I think, in many ways, the Saints probably knew he was going to get a big payday somewhere, which he got from the Bears, who had a terrible problem at left tackle a year ago. And, and looking at some of the statistics in the off-season, though, Jermon didn't allow a lot of sacks. He did allow uh, an awful lot of pressures. But still, um, I think most Saints fans right now would say that uh, Charles Brown is no Jermon Bushrod at this stage of his career.
1: Fair enough. All right, one tough question before I let you go. Of course, you and the fellows will be heading off to one of the great food cities in America. Saturday <laughs> night on the road is a tradition. Where uh, where is, uh, where are Jim Henderson, Hokie Gaijon and the boys dining in Chicago on Saturday nights?
5: <laughs> well, you know, I've had to do my scouting report. I really <laughs> done much for the game, but I've scouted the restaurants pretty well with the likes of Jeff Duncan and, and also Tim Floyd, who's a friend of mine who have coached who coached with the Bears. So I got a couple of recommendations for him. And, and uh, Tim always likes these uh, these places where if you don't bring your own gun, they give you one at the door, you know, those kind of Italian places. <laughs> yes. And uh, he's recommended a couple. One is called the Hole in the Wall Restaurant. But he said that's in Deerfield, and that's a bit of a trek for us. So the other one he likes is a place called Vivo, and I've been looking at that on the Internet and it gets good reviews. So I think Vivo gets the uh, – Gets the nod this week for the saints broadcasting crew which means the waiters aren't looking at a very big tip
1: ah well that's a whole nother show right there and uh, yeah. and the other part of the show that we'll have to do down the road is tim floyd restaurant reviewer and recommender that 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 in itself <laughs> should be interestingly enough yeah i think that's a good feature right there yeah, it might be it might be a little country little city ladies and gentlemen tim floyd i love it it'll be great it'll be great jim have a great call on sunday appreciate your time as always here on the show my pleasure, Sean. Nice talking to you. Voice of the same, Jim Henderson with us. We're back with more on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report after these messages.
4: Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas.
6: Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab?
4: Just
0: supposed to get this round.
3: Whoa, interception!
0: But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me
4: gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly, Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
6: What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an Ochsner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit Ochsner.org or call 1-866-OCHSNER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Ochsner, healthcare with peace of mind.
2: The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today.
1: Well, the NFL weekend gets rolling tonight, Thursday night NFL, of course. Buffalo is at Cleveland. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. A good friend is on the show today and uh, really pleased to have Ian Eagle with us. He will not only be calling the game for Westwood One on radio tonight out at Cleveland, but then he's off to the West Coast. He has San Diego at Oakland uh, on this NFL weekend. We'll talk about that. And then uh, Brooklyn Nets, uh, television voice, Uh, the the man... uh, Somehow defies the, the the law the laws of uh, time and physics and everything else. <laughs> Ian, good to talk to you. I'm glad that you had a few minutes for us today before you start a weekend that will probably hit what five different time zones at some point.
7: Sean, how do you how do you know it's it's really me and it's not the body double that I send out there? I've got three of them. Uh, I use them sparingly, but occasionally I do have to work them into the
1: rotation. I've talked to some of your broadcast partners, and that wouldn't surprise me that you would have body doubles like <laughs> That's that. Good.
7: Uh, Excellent
1: point. Yes. All right, so let's start with tonight, a pair of two-and-two two teams in Buffalo at Cleveland. Uh, and and certainly, uh, it's so early right now. Two-and-two, two, especially for these two teams, you're no by no means out of anything. And, and actually, this sets up nicely for each of these teams.
7: Yeah, and, and I think it does show you the unpredictable nature of this league. Because a couple of weeks ago, when you saw this matchup on the board, the first reaction was, Oh, really? Cleveland-Buffalo? And now... This is a solid matchup in the NFL. Buffalo has improved. I had a chance to see them in person last week in their win over Baltimore. Uh, This team has responded well to their first-year head coach, Doug Marone. There's chemistry now. There's accountability now. They've always had a running game. Uh, They've been able to bring E.J. Manuel along and develop him, not put too much on his plate. And defensively, the week prior against the Jets, uh, they got obliterated in the secondary, decimated by injuries, and they had a lot of backup step forward last week against Baltimore. So uh, I think that's a a much more cohesive group and a much more positive attitude coming out of Buffalo. Cleveland, a similar situation, a team that that made wholesale changes during the offseason, management changes, personnel changes as well. Look like they were in the Teddy Bridgewater sweepstakes, the talented quarterback out of Louisville. And then, boom, Brian Hoyer, who's a local kid. He grew up 15 minutes from the stadium, St. Ignatius High School. He's come in, and he's given them a shot in the arm at quarterback. He's the former backup to Tom Brady. And he's brought a certain edge and a certain attitude that they just haven't had there. Brandon Whedon hasn't been the answer. He injured his right thumb and Hoyer has come in and lifted the spirits of that team. Defensively, they're really good. They have a chance to be a top-seven type defense throughout the year. They've got playmakers at every level. question was whether or not they could compete offensively, especially after the trade of Trent Richardson. And I think with Hoyer, they're showing that uh, they've got some signs of life now.
1: Franchises like Buffalo and Cleveland, Island, they, they have to be very creative, don't they? I mean, it really seems like... They always have it stacked against them, and you and, yeah. and therefore you almost root for them a little bit. Yeah, they
7: can't make mistakes. You know, the drafting mistakes that have been made in Cleveland now, year after year after year, uh, that that's just something that a team like that can't seem to overcome. And for Buffalo, uh, they're not attracting the big name free agents, so they've got to be smart. They've got to be wise. They have to make smart decisions during the off season. Again, similar kind of mentality. Uh, You can't just open up the vault and give out a boatload of money unless you're certain that this guy fits the culture of your team. He's going to be happy in Buffalo. Uh, They've had great players come through there, and they just haven't been very happy there. At the running back position, Willis McGahee and Marshawn Lynch, both of them had very productive seasons with the Bills, but they both wanted to move on. Uh, There's a certain kind of, uh, I think, mindset that, that has to be there if you're going to play in Buffalo, and those guys just didn't have it. So uh, the hope is E.J. Manuel is the kind of guy you can build around. I can tell you just from personal experience and sitting down with him, really impressive young guy, uh, looks in the eye, uh, very uh, very much a leader. You can tell guys will gravitate towards him. So just judging off of the intangibles, I think Manuel uh, is, is going to be someone that, that could be a fixture there. And now the tangibles, that has to play out. Whether or not the guy can really become a, a go-to quarterback in this league remains to be seen.
1: Ian Eagle is our guest. He has the national uh, broadcast tonight for Buffalo at Cleveland. Ian, uh, before we get to your other game this weekend, San Diego at Oakland, we're at the quarter pole here of the NFL season going into week five. What for you has been, the, I guess, the biggest surprise for the, for the first four games?
7: Well, I would have to say Kansas City just because of where they were. If you really look at them talent-wise, they were much better than what their records show. They were 2-14 and 14 last year. The bottom dropped out uh, under Romeo Cornell, and we know Scott Pioli was replaced as the decision maker in Kansas City. They went in a new direction. Andy Reid comes in, and he's been rejuvenated. Uh, this is really a team that's built in his image uh, limit the mistakes, probably a little more balance, which is a good sign for Kansas City than what we saw his last couple of years in Philadelphia, where they became very pass-happy. And with Alex Smith, a guy that's just won consistently now over the last year and a half, uh, Harbaugh really helped Alex Smith take it to the next level, realize, prioritize that uh, he's not going to be this dynamic playmaker, but he can be efficient, and he can be a game manager. And I hate the fact that that's a negative connotation. It shouldn't be, because in Alex Smith's case, it works. It works for his skill set, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Andy Reid that uh, they're they're now enjoying some success. It's going to get tougher. Uh, they're not going to sneak up on people. The schedule gets a little bit tougher as well, but they've been the biggest surprise at 4-0. Look, the New Orleans Saints... I know some people might be surprised at the fact that they're undefeated, but it just reminds you of just how much Sean Payton means and how big the coaching spot is in the overall equation in the National Football League. It's just a game changer. That's all there is to it, and that's not a knock on what they had to do last year. It just was too much. The distractions were were just too much. And it it probably overwhelmed them with that tough start, and they leveled off by by the end of the season. This year, they're uh, they're just so impressive. They're so dynamic offensively and defensively. They're playing with a purpose. Coach Ryan has come in and and provided uh, uh, an edge, something a little different the the way that they approach things compared to Steve Spagnola. So uh, I, I just know that. Uh, He's a difference maker. Uh, Sean Payton's a difference maker. Everybody in the league knows that, and that's why I can't say I'm that shocked that they've played at such a high level.
1: No doubt. Uh, San Diego to Oakland, that's your television game this weekend. And, of course, you may get the most unique thing out of this. You know, of course, you, people are going to talk about <laughs> Patriots in Cincinnati and Houston at San Francisco and even Denver at Dallas. But this one's intriguing. I and they've moved the game time for this, um, this football game. Can you walk me through how all this has come to play for – Sunday?
7: Yeah. You know, Sean, about two weeks ago when we were assigned the game, we were told that there was a possibility that this game could be shifted based on the fact that the Oakland A's were at that point uh, in the driver's seat to get either the one or two seed in the American League for the postseason. Well, it came down to the wire. Uh, They kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. Basically, there was going to be an issue with turning the stadium over and transforming it from baseball to football. This is the only stadium in American sports that doubles for both. Only one left. You know, it's a dinosaur compared to what cities have been able to do. So in the back of our mind, I think we always knew that this was a possibility, but we didn't know what the options were. There were rumors that they would just move it to a later start, which would be 425 uh, local time. And that couldn't happen based on the fact that uh, they couldn't get the stadium ready. The A's, in fact, did finish with a two-seed. They've got a baseball game scheduled on Saturday early evening into the late evening. And the stadium officials said that uh, they can't get the stadium ready for football. So uh, Monday night was a possibility. They elected to not do that. They couldn't do it at a more normal hour based on the fact that it can't conflict with Sunday night football because NBC has an exclusive window. And ultimately, Sean in a roundabout fashion, they are now kicking it off at eight thirty local time, so that's eleven thirty Eastern on Sunday night. So the fans of the National Football League potentially, if they want to could enjoy end-to-end action for about 15 hours on this coming Sunday. Uh, parts of 15 hours. There might be a little brief respite if you need to to maybe spend some family time. Uh, you've got about 45 minutes.
1: Oh, well, well, uh, That should be plenty. To end,
7: it's wall-to-wall.
1: 45 minutes should be plenty. I mean, <laughs> That
7: should be enough. I you mean, know, look. But I am Sunday and, and and I know that there are some people that 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 want to get closer to their family there are others that, that are looking for excuses not to spend time with their family
1: there will be people that watch and and you know let me ask you this because there's actually been there's been some talk about you know if this goes well ratings wise because that's what matters on yep. the television side that this this could be a regular window in that the West Coast folks, have always been yelling and streaming for something in their right. prime time. You know, they get Monday night football at 5 p.m. or whatever it is. You live on the East Coast. Can you give us both sides and, and whether you think this is viable or not to have a game start that lady out east?
5: Yeah, you
7: know, I think back to the opening Monday night and how difficult that was. I mean, I, I went to Washington. I did the early game, Philadelphia and Washington, I was able to get home that night because I was traveling with Boomer Esiason and Boomer had creative ways in which to get home. And I made it home and still fell asleep before the game ended on the West Coast. Oh, so I, I just I don't know how viable it would be from an Eastern time zone perspective. Now there are those on the West Coast that would tell you, hey, that would be great. That's wonderful. That's in our strike zone. Uh, if... If it has any legs, ratings-wise, you nailed it, Sean. Uh, This could have a future. If this particular game does not rate well, uh, then it might cause some pause for the NFL and for the television networks to get involved in it. If you can sell it and if it's viable, then certainly this is a possibility.
1: All right, we shall see. Um, Good luck to you. Safe travel this weekend. I know you'll have fun with it. I mean, this, this beats digging ditches, as they say.
7: And that was my other option. I'm I'm a strapping man, and uh, I don't like to to comment on my physicality, but it was either this or I I was going to be digging ditches.
1: How about we just leave it to theater of the mind at this point? (laughs) Yeah, I think
7: think that's probably the the right way to go.
1: My friend, I could talk to you for hours, but I actually have to stop talking now. So um, I appreciate your time, to say the least.
7: Sean, anytime, and uh, good luck. It's going to be a fun season. I-, I look forward to seeing you in person. Iron
1: Eagle, everybody. Um, look for him tonight on your radio and this Sunday night on your television. We're back with more on the Black and Blue Report afterwards.
4: Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 diversions.
8: Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and bring the fun and excitement of the NBA to your next birthday party, wedding, or corporate events. The Pelicans dance team, mascot, drum lines, dunk team, and inflatable games are available throughout the year to entertain you. To get more information on how you can bring one of our entertainment teams to your events, visit pelicans.com today.
3: Hey there, what you having?
1: All right, welcome back. Let's turn our attention to the basketball side of things on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Uh, training camp continues for the Pelicans. Two practices today. And uh, John DeShazer this week has had a chance to sit down with the newly healed Jason Smith. And the uh, number 14 will figure prominently again in the Pelicans' plans this young season. So, without further ado, let's join John DeShazer and Hornets forward slash center Jason Smith.
9: Well, Jason, first of all, Tell us about what you've done preparation-wise. I mean, obviously uh, you've been going through the shoulder rehab, but where are you in that
10: process? I'm looking forward to uh, getting back on the court with the guys, um, going through the last bit of strengthening process. Um, I think I uh, get fully released to go for a training camp tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to get back out there with the guys, and I want to get back out there going up and down. Uh, that's, that's the best thing for me at this time, and hopefully everything goes well. What has it been like for you? I mean, you know,
9: I know a lot of players say they feel kind of isolated from the team if they can't participate in everything. What has it been like for you, especially a guy who's as competitive as you and who loves the game as much as you do?
10: It's just just like you said. You kind of feel isolated. But uh, for me, I was trying to be in the thick of things as much as I could be, Um, cheering for the guys on the sideline, on the bench, uh, being at every practice, kind of putting my two cents in or trying to coach guys to – Make coach happy, I guess, to to really go out there and what he expects to kind of portray that to the younger guys. And for me, that's easy. Um, it's just another aspect of the game that I got to work on, and it helps me become a better leader. You know, you pretty much are the elder statesman in this locker room now. <laughs>
9: um, just talk about that role with this team, because I mean, a lot of these guys not only are are younger; they've played a lot of basketball, but certainly they are younger in terms of age with you.
10: Yeah. That's uh, one of the things this year. I'm one of the older guys on the team. Um, I still like to consider myself a a young player in the league. Uh, It just gives us a a world of opportunity with this team. Um, We've built a young core, and I think we have a lot of years ahead of us that are going to be great years for the Pelicans. Now um, we're heading into
9: training camp, and Coach Williams said one of the things he expects out of this team this year is more uh, up-tempo, hopefully, if you guys get the number of stops that uh, he, he deems necessary. Um, just talk about your thing, thoughts on being a more up-tempo team and the type of team that the Pelicans can be this season.
10: You know, that all starts on defense. Uh, I think with the key additions of Drew Holiday, Tyreek Evans, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how our defense comes along this year. Uh, I think we're going to be a good defensive team, and that's just going to trigger and spark our offense. Uh, the less you can have the ball go through the net and take it out of bounds, the more beneficial it will be for us. Um, if we can get stops and get the rebound and push ahead, I think we have a, a great opportunity to be a fast-break team.
9: Now, certainly no one is owed anything, but it seems that you know last season, the year before, this team has had an, an inordinate amount of, of injury, you know, yourself, uh, Eric Gordon. Do you feel like, I guess, you know you guys are kind of due to have an injury-free season just to see what it might be like for a team that's healthy on the court the whole season?
10: You know, that's it's one of the big things for our team. is We got to stay healthy uh, with big keys like myself and Eric going out last year. It's just it's one of those things that's going to happen during a season, but you can only prevent it so much. Um, you got to take care of your body. You got to eat right. You got to get your rest. I think with the style of play that we're going to play, uh, it's, uh, those keys are going to be detrimental for our success.
9: Now, also, Jason, did, did you, or did you, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves correct, you got married this summer, correct? Now, what's that process like? I mean, you know, now you're no longer uh, eligible to be on The Bachelor on TV, but uh, and I'm sure that'll uh, disappoint some ladies. But uh, what's that been like for you?
10: You know, that was a great experience. Uh, I got married July 12th to my beautiful wife. Um, We had a great time with the whole planning process, going through the honeymoon. Um, it, It was a great time in our life, and I have no regrets. Sorry, ladies.
9: Well, hold on. Wait, wait. You said we had a great time with the planning process, and I've never known a guy <laughs> to actually have any input in the planning process. You just kind of show up.
10: I had a lot of yes. Go ahead. That sounds good to me. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. I'll 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 see you there. Uh, yep. Sounds good. That was all my planning process. I didn't really have too many other points of emphasis for myself. Um, like you said, I just kind of showed up. But we had a great time. Uh, it was a beautiful time in our lives, and. We're happy to be married. Well, that's Jason Smith, newlywed and ready to get back
9: on the court. We will rejoin you on the Black and Blue.
4: Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase.
8: Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and bring the fun and excitement of the NBA to your next birthday party, wedding, or corporate events. The Pelicans dance team, mascot, drum lines, dunk team, and inflatable games are available throughout the year to entertain you. To get more information on how you can bring one of our entertainment teams to your events, visit pelicans.com today.
3: Hey there, what you having?
0: Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: We're certainly not done today. Uh, Later on tonight is the season debut of the Monty Williams radio show. We started that last year and enjoyed it a lot. Kind of a radio magazine covering the Pelicans and the NBA. It's back starting tonight uh, on our flagship station for the Pelicans in uh, New Orleans. That's 105.3 FM, uh, WWL-FM. Uh, The show tonight, Producer Dan, is at 8 p.m., is that correct? I think last year, wasn't it at 7? No, it was at 8 as well. Okay, so same time, same time, same channel, same day. Thursday's at 8 uh, from here on out. So tonight we kind of get things kicked off as the Pelicans are now a couple days into training camp, and the bulk of our show, as you might imagine from the title, is time spent with head coach Monty Williams. Uh, Daniel's also going to kind of recap the busy offseason for us. Uh, we'll uh, visit with Ryan Anderson on tonight's show and Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. will stop by. he will have a bit of a commentary before we get out of there. So it's, it's kind of a, a fast break on your radio. It's 30 minutes, and I think that you'll enjoy, uh, and we will let you know uh, tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report for sure. But our plan is that after the uh, initial airing tonight on WWL-FM, the show will be archived and available on Pelicans.com. I don't have a, a time for you yet, uh, but that's that's the plan right now as far as the Monty Williams show. So if you can't catch it, we'd rather you catch it tonight on our flagship at 8, but if you cannot, you can uh, make a, have, a, have a little no-appointment radio with the Monty Williams show as soon as that's up online for you. I want to thank our guests today. Boy, I had a lot of fun. Again, that's a treat for me. That's probably my favorite part of the show is getting to talk to the folks that we have over the f- uh, first couple months of this program. But uh, Jim Henderson, thank you. Uh, Ian Eagle as well. And I want to thank J.D. and Jason Smith for stopping by as well. Producer Dan, another fine job. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rob Nice will be in this chair tomorrow for the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I will be traveling uh, with basketball as they head out on their first road trip of this preseason. Hope you'll join Rob tomorrow starting at noon central as he continues the conversation about the black and gold. And the Blue and Gold, Pelicans and Saints. This is your show, The Black and Blue Report. And thanks again for listening. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks
0: for listening to this edition of The Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.